0: Let's, let's, gotta go. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I want us to look at this morning about uh, about creation. I mean, because this is one of the biggest things that help you. It's like we're doing praise reports. Wow, this happened to Richard. This happened to Laura. This happened to Phil. James, you're telling these stories. We also have creation staring at us. And that's the reason that you got people today trying to say, oh, this place is billions of years old and evolution. We all came from apes and. All of that's been proved that it ain't no way. And uh, But anyway, uh, this Bible doesn't record millions of years. Somebody's dead wrong, okay? And we're going to find out that the Lord needs to be just be made fun of here on some basic things. Or he's right. Of course, we know he is right. But look at this. Sometimes we hear so much stuff, we forget the basics. Like if you think about Sabbath day. Oh, yeah, the Sabbath. We got, I know, the seven-day Adventists here in Huntsville, you know, they're... They can sort of get on your case about us having church on Sunday. They say you're supposed to have it on Saturday because they're saying the Sabbath is is this and that and whatever. But you can understand where they're coming from. But I want you to see something that uh, the Lord said to uh, Moses here. This is uh, chapter 20. They just got out of Egypt. And I'm just looking for a particular phrase that he says. But uh, notice what he goes on to say. Uh, He says, I'm the Lord brought you out of the land of Egypt. Okay, bondage. Don't have any other gods before me. No graven images. Oh, we remember this stuff. Okay, yeah. Well, look down here, starting here at, oh, uh, uh, yeah, here it is right here. It says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days you're to work. Uh, and six days shall you labor and do all the work. But the seventh is the Sabbath. Okay, you're not going to do any work, la, da, da, da. Now, look at this. Here it is in verse 11. It's the biggest lie. The biggest lie. And this is why they're after this. Because if they can discredit this, then they got us. Well, I guess the Lord doesn't even remember what happened. Oh yeah, He does too. Now remember at this point, He has just wiped out Egypt. Egypt's gone. The chariots all drowned in the ocean. They went through on dry ground, but then the chariots of Pharaoh and them, oh my goodness, are wiped out. For in six days... See, some people go, yeah, but a day with the Lord is a thousand. Okay, six thousand years of peace—that's still not enough, and that's so stupid. He—he he creates. Uh, we're going to see in a minute. He creates plant life on one day. You got to have some light. In the next twenty-four hours, the so way he waits a thousand years. See, that doesn't even—it still doesn't make the billion-year theory. Twenty, actually, eighteen billion is what they're up to now. What's funny is, if you'll notice, back in the back in the forties, it was it was just uh, oh, it wasn't even a billion. It was it was in the millions, and now it's graduated to its billions. It keeps getting longer and longer. They say, they say, but not what the Bible says. In six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and all that's in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. In other words, he's saying, hey, don't do any work. So it's kind of foolish for us today to even think about a six days that we're supposed to work, and then let's take it easy on the seventh day. If God lied about this creation stuff, oh, he didn't lie. He did. He did create this. Let's go see some more lies, shall we say. Well, it's not lies. We know better. But look what else we see. Because sometimes we cover this up and we say, well, I know I've got to try to make it all fit somehow. You don't need to make it fit. The Bible fits perfectly. You say, what about the dinosaurs? They were called dragons. Whoa, now it's starting to make sense. They were dragons. And just do a little bit of research on your own about dragons and dinosaurs and mankind. You'll go, oh my goodness, because the Bible references dragons about, it's several times. But anyway, um, the word dinosaur, remember, was not invented until 1890. It didn't show up in any dictionary. And your King James Version was written in 1625. So it ain't going to say dinosaurs, but it does say dragons. Okay. So anyway, but they try to hold us over this. And they go, well, you know, uh, God's not true because of the dinosaurs. Baloney! Baloney! Well, they couldn't fit on the ark. Oh, come on, think of it. You don't need the big ones. Get the little ones. It makes sense. Praise the Lord. So... Uh, and besides that, you can go over here and look at, uh, uh, well, let's get this we'll come back to it. Here we are in Psalms 8. Look at this. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Okay. Now, I'm going to drop down to verse 3. When I consider the heavens, look at that next part. Really, it was evolution. Oh, come on. Evolution means it, it all was, cre- their theory, it was 18 billion years ago, it all created out of nothing. This is exactly what it says in Discovery Magazine and in all their, it, out of nothing. I mean, come on, that's even harder to believe. Out of nothing? And then the law of thermodynamics, remember they say it exploded. So if it, if it exploded, thermodynamics says an object traveling in this direction, what's going to happen? It's going to keep going in that direction. We've got galaxies. You know what a galaxy is? Our galaxy is full of all the stars we basically see. It's spinning like this. It's a huge galaxy, okay? We've got galaxies. They all should be spinning in the same direction, but we've got some of them going the other way. We've got moons going around Jupiter that are spinning the wrong way. They're all supposed to be going the same direction. So what's up with that? Well, you're not going to be able to answer the question with that. And we know Jesus actually was here on this planet. We know his, that's why I think the Bible is so wonderful. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's, it's about people, certain people, 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 all the way to Jesus. Then after Jesus, it's people, 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 people. And then a story about what's going to happen in the end. And so it's like, boy, all this stuff tracks. Okay, so when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers. Look at this. The moon, the stars, which you have ordained. He didn't say you claimed them. No, he made them. What's man that you're mindful of? And that's what we ought to get. And this psalm is so great. You're dealing with your problems. And you're looking at creation and you're thinking, I guess, see the humanist or whatever, they try to teach us the dogs are more important than man. Save the planet. We're just dust. We came from apes. That makes us worthless. It also makes us look like there's no such thing as sin. And there is sin. You can have a family and you can realize there's sin. When things go wrong and whatever, you're like, God, damn. tell you, I can't take this. Things are well. Something's going wrong. It's because there's not something not right in the family. Whatever. Oh, people are, or neighbors. You go. That's just wicked. Well, no. Well, you all are both rodents. You're both animals. No, we're not animals. Anyway, what is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you visits him? That's us. Don't think about that being Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the one that created everything. God visits you. Hey, hey. Revelation three twenty. I stand at the door and knock. He visits with every one of us all the time. For you made him a little lower than the angels. What's an angel? Nah, well, we know what angels are. Wow. You've crowned him, this is you and I, with glory and honor. You've put all things under his feet. That's you and I. When you go back and look at creation, and we're going to look at that as we close. Once he finished everything, he made man, Adam and Eve. Wow. Gave him dominion over all the works of thy hands. Put everything under his feet. Okay, so again we see here that God created. Let's go to. Uh, uh, let's go to twenty four. Just a second. Of course, there's many here, but I want to look at this again. Let's see, twenty four is a good one. There's a whole bunch of them. Look at this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, let's switch this to the King to the Living Bible. Just a second. Ah, oh, I hit the button. It takes a second. Here it comes. Okay, Psalm 24. The earth belongs to the Lord. Everything in all the world is His. He's the one that pushes the oceans back and let the dry land appear. Who can climb to the uh, the mountain of the Lord where He lives? Who can stand before the Lord? Wow. In other words, He created it. Let's look at uh, the book of Job just a moment. Oh, We think Job's such a saint. Well, he was at the start, but then he got himself in a little trouble here toward the end. He he did no worse than Moses and all the rest of them start complaining. Look at this. Then the Lord answered Job from a whirlwind. Why are you using your ignorance to deny my providence? Now get ready to fight. I'm going to demand some answers. Now the first thing the Lord's going to say to Job is, where were you when I created the world? Well, God, hold on. You didn't create the world. It was evolution. (laughs) But we wasn't either. Wow. Anyway, uh, he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Do you know how its dimensions were determined? And who did the survey? Now, this book is doggone old. It is so old. It's one of the oldest books we have in the Bible. But let's just focus on what it says. What supports its foundations? I mean, you think about it. You know, you're sitting there just watching the stars. And you're wondering... How come most stars don't ever move? Well, they ain't not moving. They're up there, you know. Now, they say our galaxy is zooming through space and whatever. That's even a bigger thought. I mean, our planet, you think we're sitting still. We're not. We're zooming around <laughs> the sun right now. We're also spinning, you know. Everything's moving. And our sun is moving. And so all this massive stuff, you talk about something you don't worry about. We got, uh, we say, eight known planets, maybe one. We say Pluto. But all this stuff is going like this, and we don't have a problem with Even the moon get a little too close. Boy, last year that moon came awful close. (laughs) No, it didn't. As a matter of fact, we're actually losing the moon a little bit. So if we're losing the moon a little bit, it can't be millions and billions of years old. Because if it was, (laughs) the moon would have been rolling around the surface of the earth, you know. But anyway. And also it would have screwed up all the oceans and stuff like that, tides and stuff. All right, back to this. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Well, Lord, you're just dead wrong. (laughs) You didn't create this. We know better. Mm Mm-mm. What supports its foundations, and who who laid the cornerstones of the morning? Look at that as the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. Who decreed the boundaries of the seas when they gushed from the depths, and who clothed them with clouds and thick darkness? Boy, a bunch of lies, isn't it? And barred them by limiting their shores, and said, "Thus far and no farther shall you come." Who uh, here shall your proud wave stop? Have you ever once commanded the morning to appear and cause the dawn to rise in the east? <laughs> I mean, boy, I mean, boy, I mean, the Lord's just telling him, "Yeah, you, you ain't, you, you're not in charge of this stuff. I created all this stuff." Wow. Well, it goes on and on here. And hey, by the way, while we're here, oh, uh, let me pick up here in uh, the King James just a moment. I want to go to thirty-nine. The Lord's still talking about all this uh, creation stuff. I mean, Job is just silent. Oh, let me get down here to, uh, oh, it's 39, what's 40, I guess it is. Oh, Job 40, let me look. Yeah, look at this. What's this? What's behemoth? Notice the words. I made him. He didn't say, well, he's a dinosaur. He evolved. No. It's called behemoth. Now, just look at the description, okay? He eats grass like an ox, okay? Well, maybe he is an ox. Wait a minute. His strength is in his loins. Well, maybe a cow's got strong legs, but watch this. His force is in the navel of his belly. Now, this thing must be pretty doggone big. Look at this. He moves his tail like a cedar. Well, see, some translations try to say this was oh, A hippo, yeah, thank you. Or an elephant. But the hippo's got a little dingy tail. (laughs) And so does, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the the elephant. So that's not true. His bones are strong as a piece of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. That's not going to be an ox, okay? Not even a hippo. Look at this. He's the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach him. Um, Surely the mountain's... Bring him forth food where the beast of the field play. I mean, this guy's the most scariest creature of all. Probably a brontosaurus. Anyway, he lies in the shady trees, the covert of the reeds, the fins, the shades, they cover him, whatever. Look at that. Behold, he drinks up a river and haste not. Wow. This guy's huge. Uh, it goes on. He talks about another one here. Look at that. Who's this guy? Leviathan. What is this guy? Can you draw Leviathan with a hook, his tongue, in which the cords let down? Can you put a hook in his nose? And in other words, you're going to my axe, he's going to say, "You're going to put a hook through his nose and let your daughter walk him around? Not hardly. There's something about this guy. But anyway, let's go back to uh, uh, another place here. Ah uh, let's see. I want to go to uh, Romans here just a moment. Romans chapter one. Let me switch back to the, uh, oh, to the King, Gen- I mean the living Bible just a second. Oh, this is just a letter he's writing. It's not that long. Everything in the Bible looks like it just takes forever to read, but it's not. Let me get down here to uh, about, uh, look at this. It says, God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, evil men who push the truth away from Now, the truth is, what the truth he's talking about is that they need him. They're going, well, we don't need him. I mean, this is all evolution. The, the moon, stars and stuff, that was just Big Bang Theory. Why? No, there's no such thing as God. We, we actually make up God. That's what it is. Notice what he says. For the truth of God is known in them instinctively. So when you're trying to tell your uncle, or your brother, or somebody who goes, "Wow, ah, you're just a crazy Christian. Yeah, I'm an atheist. No, I like being an atheist. Listen, on, on the inside of every one of them, they know. They know God's real. Now look at the things he says along this. God put this in their hearts. Since earliest of times, what do you mean when we became monkeys? No, Adam forward, or this way. Men have seen the earth and the skies and all God's made and have known of his existence and great eternal power. You can't deny it. I don't have to preach it and tell them they know it by themselves. They won't say it in front of anybody else, but inside their heart, they know it. God created this stuff. They're having a hard time with it. They've known of his existence and great eternal power. So they're going to have no excuse when they stand before God on judgment day, you know. Oh, uh, but the point here is this, yes, they knew about him all right, but they wouldn't admit him. They wouldn't admit about him. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see. Now, I want to go oh, uh, right next to let's just take a look at. It. Now we know that uh, all things were made for, well, one more one more spot, one more spot. Let's go back to oh, uh, John here just a moment. Uh, get to John. Here we go. Look at this. Before anything else existed, there was Christ. Or in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He has always been alive and is himself God. Look at that. This is, this is the same John that wrote John 3.16. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him. This is two chapters earlier. He created everything. There, nothing exists that he didn't make. Now, boy, somebody is just dead wrong. Just dead wrong. Well, not the Bible. That's why it's so, it's so fun to find out that, woo there were dinosaurs, woo How come all civilizations had stories about dragons? Well, just a coincidence. A matter of fact, one atheist tried to answer that, and it's called, he wrote a book called The Dragons of Eden. And here's what he said. Well, man evolved from apes, and back during prehistoric times, that little thing was just lodged in their brain, and they all came up with the idea that they were dragons. Yeah, please. That's so stupid. It makes so much more sense to watch the track record. See, when you look at the Bible here, and you look at these, um, excuse me, not that, but uh, you look at these books and think history, Genesis here, your first book, creation, halfway through it, actually earlier than that, well, way earlier, you uh, you get Noah, and then Noah's descendants, then Abraham. This is all about Abraham's, the rest of it's Abraham's kids, this is Abraham's kids. The Exodus, Moses, they get them out. The Le- Leviticus is just how to operate around the tabernacle. Numbers, excuse me, numbers is they counted everybody and they're on the way to the promised land. Deuteronomy, they already standing there at the door. They're fixing to walk in and it's the Gettysburg address. Moses says, okay, we got here. Let me recap a minute and tell you what's going on. Joshua, they're in the promised land. So these are details all along the way. Details, all the kings, and they lost their kingdom down here. And then the prophets is just guys that spoke during this time frame. We obviously know today, if you've been in Sunday school at all, or just learned from your friends and whatever, that there was somebody by the name of Jesus, and you know about when he was here. Okay, so all things were created by him. Let's go back and look at this. When God, this is Genesis 1. When God be, and Remember, he said he did this. And we believe it. When God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was a shapeless, chaotic mass. The Spirit of God was brooding over the dark vapors. Remember, there was nothing made that was made. I mean, yet. Then God said, let there be light. And light appeared. Now, think just a moment. There's six days. So kind of think when you walk out of here, see if you can remember what he did on day one. I think we pretty much can get it. He, he created light. And then day two, he did something. Day three, day four. Now we're going to give God all the credit. He said, let there be light. Light appeared. God was pleased with it, divided the light from the darkness, and He called the light daytime and the darkness nighttime. Together they formed the first day. Now notice, I want to show in here that the, the, moon, and this, well, the, well, the moon and the the moon and stars and the sun wasn't even here. And people laugh and go, oh, He couldn't have done that. Now. I make artificial light. Look at this. I created this. I turned that one on. That's pretty easy flashlight, whatever. I mean, God can create light. Day two, what happened? That was the first day. And God said, let the vapor separate to form the sky above and the oceans below. So God made the sky, dividing the vapor from the water below. This all happened on the second day. Now, this is what's so cool, I think. When the astronauts went to the moon, they went several times. The first few times they just circled it and came back. But the first time they went, our NASA astronauts, one of them, I don't know who it was, he had a Bible. He was ready for this. As they looped around the moon, it was like the sun was rising, but guess what they saw? The earth and the distance was coming up. We have all those pictures today. And one of those astronauts read Genesis chapter 1. Wow. It was like awesome. Back in the day when we acted like we believe the Bible, I mean, a lot of people, of course we do, but ah, that's awesome, praise the Lord, and here's what you want to see about this, God didn't start way out there with the aliens and stuff, everything was about earth and about us, and that's hard for us to grasp sometimes, because we keep getting inundated with evolution and Big Bang Theory and all this kind of stuff, and so when we have troubles today, we think, I'm just scum, no, you're not scum. You're going to show up here on the sixth day. It's all about you, like Psalm 8 says. He says, what is man? Why did you do all this? Because he loved you. Praise the Lord. So he says, let the vapors, in other words, the atmosphere here, form the sky above and the ocean below. So God made the sky divide, dividing the vapor above uh, yeah, and the water from below. Now what's interesting was... Oh, it looks like, remember in Noah's flood, it said the fountains of the deep broke up, and then the fountains of the air. It wasn't just like it rained. There was obviously a lot of rain or a lot of water around the um, surface of the uh, above in the atmosphere at that time. Who knows? Okay. And uh, so this all happened on the second day. So day two, we get the atmosphere. We got waters above, waters below. Day day two, day three. Then God said, Let the water beneath the sky be gathered into oceans. Now remember. Moses was told by the Lord, work six days and then take the seventh day off because I created everything in six days. And he really jacked up Job about this. Where were you when I created I mean, Boy, I tell you, our gods he pulled this off. He said, let the water beneath the sky be gathered into oceans and the dry land will emerge. Now notice, he's not talking about the rest of the universe. He's still talking about our world. Now we got the dry land starting to show up and we got seeds, And the water and the seeds. And God was pleased. He said, that, let the earth burst forth with every sort of grass and seed-bearing plant and fruit trees and seeds inside the fruit so that these seeds will produce the kind of plants and fruits they came from. It was so, and God was pleased. This all happened on the third day. Now, I, I still, and you are too when you think about it, if you ever planted a garden or if you mess with it or start thinking about seeds, or that little stupid-looking seed, it's, you're actually holding a miracle right there. All people will say, oh, I can tell you it's the breakdown of this. You're just describing what's happening, but you don't know what's doing it. It's a miracle right there. And God says it's going to happen forever. You can freeze those seeds. You can leave them in a sack for 100 years. And as soon as you put them in the, in the ground, boom, they grow. And you can act like you graduated Auburn or Alabama and know everything about agriculture and whatever. And you're just describing what happened. You're not saying who made it happen because you can't explain that part. It's crazy. This all happened on the third day. third day. Remember, there's no sun yet. Wow. So you're not going to be able to wait a million years or a thousand years. You better be working quick, God. Well, He was. The next day, let the bright lights appear. Day four. Let it give light to the earth to identify the day and night. They'll bring about the seasons. Now, here's where you've got to understand those dates, Abraham, Methuselah, all those guys lived 900 years. It was a real 900 years. But after the flood, it got knocked down to about 400 and then it got a little lower. So there were some changes that took place to the earth after that flood. The land also changed. The Bible says one guy and it's a, uh, Genesis 11, you'll run across it. He had two sons, Peleg and some of them. He named one of them Peleg because the land was divided. What happened? It drifted. Something happened, you know. Continents were breaking up or something. It's amazing how cool the Bible is. It? Whoa. And this stuff is, this, this chapter here, uh, this was written uh, around the time of Moses. And so that would put it, anyway, it's, 2,500 years before Christ. Today, this is nearly 5,000 years ago this was recorded. Of course, this was 6,000 years ago when it took place. Okay. He made two huge lights, the sun and the moon, to shine down upon the earth. Now remember, there was no scientific knowledge at this point. Look how accurate this is. How can it be so accurate? The large one, the sun, to preside over the day. The smaller one, the moon, to preside through the night. He also made the stars. And God set them in the sky to light the earth, and to preside over the day and night, and to divide the light from the darkness, which is what happens. Oh, oh. Anyway, uh, and God was pleased. This all happened on the fourth day. Wow. Well, what happened on the fifth day? Well, we're starting to guess now. Then the Lord said, "Let the waters teem with fish." So far, we only had plants. Now you're going to get fish and birds. Day five. Fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with every bird with Birds of every kind. God created great sea animals. Mm-hmm, yeah. that just mean whales. Okay. Every sort of fish. Every kind of bird. And God looked at them with pleasure. Blessed all of them. Notice why didn't he create them and say, you know what? I hate this stuff. You know, man. My, uh. No. He loved all this. God so loved the world. And you can see what he's getting to just like Psalm 8. What is man that you're mindful of him? He created all this and handed it over to James and Phil and Laura and Bob, Mel, Dustin and myself. Multiply, stock the oceans, die of disease. No, he didn't say that. Anyway, let your numbers increase, fill the earth. That ended the fifth day. Boy, now we got birds and fish. Now Here here comes the rest of the animals. And God said, verse 24, let the earth bring forth every kind of animal. Cattle, reptiles, oh, that's just turtles. No, if God created everything, when they uncovered the earth and they found fossils of some sort of ah, what kind of creature is that? It's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They tell us. Well, then God must have created that too. He did. Anyway, and it was so God made all sorts of wild animals, cattle, and reptile, and He was pleased with what He had done. Then, this is the last thing He did on the sixth day. Let's make a man. Someone like, look at this, don't forget this, don't forget this. You think God wants to hate himself? Oh, I hate Laura. Oh, Laura's got, uh, good days, bad days, I hate Laura. I hate mankind, but I especially hate Laura. We think that way sometimes. What's God care about me for? If you remember, after Noah's flood, when Noah landed, Mount Ararat, they all got out. God put a rainbow out there. And he said, man-killing animals must die. And he also said... A man that kills another man must die because man is created in God's image. That's why murder is prohibited. Well, you just shot God. But see, we don't think that. Well, ten people got killed the other night. Not one sparrow falls to the ground. The numbers of your hair are, are God has a count of all those. Let's make man. Let's don't make him as cute as us because we're the big shots. No. Someone like ourselves. Wow. To be the master of all life on the earth and in the skies and in the sea. So God made man like his maker. And you women, listen close to the next verse. Don't you ever let the devil tell you, well, I'm just a woman. Like God did God make man. Man and maid did he make them. Praise the Lord. Women, you look like God. Praise the Lord. God blessed them. Told them, die. (laughs) No. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. You are masters of the fish and the birds and the animals. And look, I've given you, and he names all this whatever, seed-bearing plants throughout the earth and the fruit trees for your food. I've given all the grass and plants to the animals for their food. Then God looked over everything he made. It was excellent in every way. And that ended the sixth day. Well, that's the biggest doggone lie in the world. Or is it? The track record seems to prove it so. And of course, we love Jesus and we believe everything he said. He mentioned he made them male and female when they tried to bring up a divorce question to him. He said in the beginning, God made them male and female. So now, Jesus, Jesus, please, can't you understand? It's evolution. It's the Big Bang. Jesus, don't believe that. And Nicodemus snuck into Jesus late at night and said, uh, Hey, nobody can do these miracles except God be with them, you know. And Jesus said, Well, hey, marvel not. You must be born again if you're going to get in the kingdom of God. Man, Jesus, you're losing me here. No, we're not losing anything. This is all track record. Jesus was God in the flesh. And he, he was there. He was the one that created all this stuff. Wow. Well, Lord, it must be so. Well, then that would mean when you go back to uh, let's stop here, uh, when you go back to uh, when David's in trouble here, he's not trying to play a guitar-picking song, okay? He's in trouble. And he starts thinking, "You know, Lord, how majestic and glorious your name is, fills the whole earth. You've taught little kids to praise you. May their example, shame and silence you. When I look at the nighttime skies, and y'all look tonight, or whenever, you think about it. The work of your fingers, the moon and stars, which I cannot understand how you can even bother with puny men. Well, that's because he loves us. I cannot understand how you bother, anyway, to pay attention to him. Yet, you made him a little lower than the angels. And you placed a crown of, Honor and glory on his head. You put him in charge of everything you've made. You put all authority, all sheep, oxen, wild animals, the birds, the sea, the all. Oh, Jehovah, our Lord, majesty. Oh, and excuse me. Oh, Lord, our Lord, the majesty and glory of your name fills the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, he wrote that it just in reference to, now, what am I going to do today? How broke am I going to be? How am I going to get through today? <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Praise the Lord. He's going to take care of me. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that, Lord, we know you created all this stuff. Praise the Lord. What are we worried about? So if we're not feeling good, thank you, Lord. You'll take care of us arms, legs, head, eyes, ears, anything. You created it. You fix it. And we just thank you for it. We expect you to. Lord, if it's financial, well, praise the Lord, you'll fix that. Hallelujah. If it's some other problem. Just bothering us and we got trouble out there. Well, Lord, when we consider the heavens, all you've done, well, praise the Lord. What's our problem? It's going to get fixed. And we just thank you for it. And that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to start writing down details of what happened on the first day today, first day tomorrow, and second, third, the great things you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah.